0: Welcome to the Empower Up podcast. I'm Jeremy Boren, Gray Matter's brand manager. This week, we're talking with Eric Goodston. He's the CEO of Twin Thread, a Gray Matter partner, and we're talking about advanced industrial analytics. And he gets right into a discussion about how TwinThread and Gray Matter are working with a consumer packaged goods company customer who's looking to reduce the amount of energy they consume when they're manufacturing their products. As always, please remember to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you happen to listen, and let us know if there's a topic that you think we should cover in the future. Now, let's get to our conversation with Eric.
1: Right now, we're working with a, uh, a major consumer products company on on uh, energy management, energy efficiency. And uh, so this company has a you know multi-hundred million dollar annual electric bill and that's just one of the utilities that they're you know using from an energy consumption standpoint and um, they have a they have a corporate goal of, of a 5% overall reduction in manufacturing energy footprint and so um, you know and they're you know using our platform to to, to drive to that to that goal and um, you know we've we've calculated the payback. I suppose they might not agree with our calculation, but our calculation is it's about a if you want to think of it in terms of payback period. It's uh, somewhere between an 11 and 30 day payback period. So it's you know almost a 10x uh, ROI on that investment and one of the reasons why we're excited about that is obviously it's good good ROI but the other is is that you know for our team if 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 we can make that kind of impact across all consumer products companies or all food and beverage companies you know you think about really moving the needle in terms of energy consumption in the world and that's that's something that really excites our team um, that you know we can apply our technology that, that can have that kind of an impact, you know, both economically, but also, you know, environmentally and for the, for the world. For sure. And I
0: mean, I don't think there is a major consumer packaged goods company or energy company that isn't seriously investing in renewable, sustainable um, uh, strategies and projects like the one you're describing, you know, and not only that, but they, to help them. It's a, it's a of pride, you know, for the
1: company to set those goals and achieve them. Tremendous shareholder value. And on top of it, you know, this isn't capital investment. We're, We're talking about using data analytics to find the sweeter spot of where to run your processes in a lower energy state. Does not require capital investment, does not require spending more energy to save energy um, it, it's, it's really, really a powerful, powerful story. How do you
0: get your arms around it, you know, in a way that, um, you know, makes a, a customer feel like, okay, yeah, we can move quickly on it. You know, we can,
1: we can really make use of data we've already have. If you, if you have a data scientist in your company, you know, go sur- survey them and ask them what they're their chief pain point is or what prevents them from going faster and it's a very very high percentage will tell you that it's they're spending a lot of time collecting filtering massaging cleaning data getting data ready for for modeling basically so they're spending 95 percent of their time on getting the data and only five percent of their time able to explore uh, modeling on that data. Um, so our, our strategy, and it's really been developed over 25 years of doing this, is we really aim to automate that part of the process to not just make it more accessible for a, a process engineer who, who doesn't necessarily have this deep data science expertise, but also to automate the drudgery that the data scientist is having to go through to pre-process all that data. And so we basically developed a library of, of capabilities from 25 years of experience that these are the things that you need to be able to do to prepare data for modeling that, you know again, have been learned over the last 25 years. And um, we're seeing that make a pretty big impact in, 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 on both fronts meaning now it makes it more accessible for a process engineer or, uh, or industrial engineer to just dive in and, and use this technology because they did not have the skills necessarily to do all of that data preparation and then also it allows the data scientist to focus more on the business end if you will of the problems because they don't have to spend all that time on the, the drudgery of so, really, a key point of automating that. the other tactical point I would make is this, this is also a very, very common scenario that customers ask about and, and are I, I feel like it this simple point is holding them back in understanding what to do next around analytics is this question of, well, what inputs do I use in order to model this We, we don't. You know, can you tell us what we need to include as as the data that that gets modeled, and and so the the tactical answer to that, and maybe it is actually a strategic answer, but um, we also recognize that it's not just about wrangling the data and and pre-processing it. It's it's actually about making the the process of modeling robust enough so that if you don't understand what the inputs should be, throw everything at it. And the model should be robust enough to pick through what's important and what's not important, discard the things that don't have any predictive power, keep the things that do have predictive power, and put that in the model. And and that is one of the most important um, enablers to is to be able to get past that step of what what should I include in this model and it just makes it so much easier if if you're able to say just include everything and the model will figure it out we'll both learn what the model learned as if you didn't know what was driving that particular aspect of you that you're trying to model you're going to learn that through going through that process and then of course you're you're going to have the best chance at an accurate model after narrowing down what actually is driving that particular parameter. So it's a both a long-term and a kind of a short-term benefit of of that that process. So tell me a
0: little bit about yourself. Tell me about uh, Twin Thread, but also just how you get, you got into this business.
1: So I'm a chemical engineer by by training, and. Uh, got my start in the uh, paper industry working as a a process engineer. And one of my first jobs was to implement state-of-the-art information systems on a brand new uh, greenfield paper mill construction, which hasn't happened for many, many years. um, And really uh, cut my teeth on cutting-edge information technology and what what that would do for an operation that uh, invested in that and so I, I, I understood that basically from my first assignment out of college and <clears throat> have pretty much been building on that ever since um, with multiple companies and, and uh, across many industries it, that what has been true all along is that you know companies that are investing in not just a collection of data but the analysis of data are the the companies that are that are going to survive and win and and that's played out over uh, for sure the last 25 years and so Twin Thread is really just an evolution of what we've been doing in the industry over the last 25 years which 25 years ago, it was it was about collecting data, interfacing to control systems, uh, pulling in all of the available sensor data, and archiving it. And that was 25 years ago. That was a hard problem to solve. Um, but fast forward to today, that problem's solved in spades. It's uh, uh, and is not a hard problem anymore. Now the hard problem has become there's all this data. What what can we possibly do with it? And um, so the idea of TwinThread is is to make that process of actually doing something with the data uh, very very efficient and and practical. And that's it's really why why we started the company.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. In that story, it sounds like it's gone from you know a technological challenge uh, of just wrangling. You know getting getting the data you need to now like almost a problem of abundance it you is. know and, and how to deal with it and i think paper is such an interesting you know feel to have gotten that perspective in because so many things can be made more efficient or go wrong you know and be improved on you know in a paper mill is that kind of what inspired you to want to to want to work on some of these processes with data
1: it it is it it's um <clears throat> It's true outside of paper, obviously. It, what, what I found interesting about paper at the beginning was that, you know, it, it's, it sounds maybe like it's a low-tech industry, but in reality, it's, it's very high-tech. Uh, high-tech from an a in instrumentation and measurement perspective, high-tech from a mechanical and chemical perspective, and there's just a lot a lot to learn and, uh, and a lot to be learned and so you know one of the objectives of applying a technology in that area is is to is simply just to uh, accelerate accelerate learning uh, about what are pretty complex processes um, that maybe have been executed for a hundred years but yet as the measurement technology got better and as as the uh, processes became higher speed and more complicated it, it became um, you know uh, it was a big opportunity for for learning on on how, how things operate and how to make them more efficient sure
0: now one of the ways or one of the, the ways that I kind of break down some of the challenges uh, that data analytics can help with you know are Quality, you know, issues where you're trying to improve the, the end product quality, um, downtime, mm-hmm. where, you know, you're getting into the predictive maintenance, predictive analytics, trying to warn before a piece of machinery, you know, that's expensive and maybe going to create a bunch of scrap if it's not running at peak efficiency could go down before it does, you know, and then energy consumption. What do you think about those three ways of thinking about it?
1: Yeah, I think it's so. It's critical. Um, anyone that's thinking about analytics and where to apply them and how to apply them and and really what's the priority with which I go after them, I think sort of uh, compartmentalizing and categorizing things is is super important to to really getting clarity on the business case. So it's a it's an important question. Um, so at at a top level, I, I think about um, challenges that kind of fall into this in an operations domain and fall into a maintenance domain. So where operations is really about making the process and the and the equipment run better, whereas in the maintenance domain it's about the reliability of the of the equipment. And so there's different business cases that kind of fall into those those categories that's one way to to think about it the other way that that i I try to encourage folks to think about this in 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 their in their business cases and where i might apply data analytics is in two categories of learning based like there's there's things that if you understood how they were working better you would be able to operate them better or more efficiently. It was just, so. The gap is fill in a, a level of understanding. How is something working? Um, and the other area is more action based. It's we know how it works. We just want to make this more consistent and more repetitive and um, and and more efficient through through consistency. And so, <clears throat> when you talk about some of the topics you just mentioned, such as um, such as quality for example um, you could think of quality in terms of a, of a learning based analytic I need to understand what's driving quality better and if I understand that better I can have better quality and then an action-based <clears throat> I'm testing quality uh, on a regular basis and I, I want to be able to test it faster and more accurately and assure that I'm making the most quality product and and analytics play a role in both of those categories the the learning based it's it's to really use data analytics to explore and develop understanding or I'm using data analytics to control a process better and take action on a on an immediate basis and you could take the topic of quality you could take the topic of uh, uptime as you mentioned and and have kind of a similar discussion What's driving up time what what's happening in my process that's causing me to have downtime and and I'm, I'm gonna with some understanding I'm going to take potentially actions based on that that understanding and then also real time what's what's going to cause me to go down right now what are the analytics what what can the analytics inform on a real-time basis that help me make real-time decisions Um and take actions real time based on what the analytics are saying. So that's that's kind of how I encourage people to think about think about learning based and long term, think about uh, short term and action based type type things, and <clears throat> and develop a business case around around those things.
0: When you're first engaging with a customer, where are you usually meeting them? Do they already have um, the type of problem? know that you're talking about defined you know do they need help defining it you know what what stage do you often find
1: companies in often we're walking in talking to customers that that have this infrastructure and as we talked earlier there's an overabundance of data but there's not clarity on what are the business cases that we should go tackle with analytics so so very often we're exploring with customers. What are your What are you really struggling with? Let's look at the data you have. Can it support you know solving the problem that you have? Um, how how to justify a project? Uh, I mean, many many years ago, it was it was difficult to for for customers to kind of justify collecting the data to begin with, and that that was solved. But today, it's uh, many people know they should be using their data, and they know they should be applying analytics, but it's not clear to them how do I create a business case and and justify that? And that's obviously something that we we help customers with. but that's that's what I see as the one of the bigger gaps to to moving quickly is is getting that clarity on this is the business case we want to tackle, establishing, yes, we have the data to support that business case. And now here's a process that we go and implement it and go extract the value from that, that business case. That, that seems unique to me too, because it helps in
0: two ways. So you're helping them make a business case to maybe leadership or to a board of directors or, or whoever it might be, you know, about why they want to go forward with this project, but it's also kind of at the front end offering a, a proof of concept as to here's how we're going to get from here to here and why it's going to make sense in terms of ROI. We know that it, it,
1: it doesn't stop with just having technology that works. It's how do you then operationalize that and how do you actually apply that to, to gain the payback? Is that unique in your
0: space to be able to, to operationalize some of that data? It is.
1: And, and um, I would say, uh, again, lo- there's a lot of hype in this space. And so you have uh, a lot of, a, a lot of uh, folks that are entering this space that, uh, that are very, very smart. They come from top. Top technical universities in our in our country, um, and but they don't necessarily have the industrial experience. So, it, our team at Twin Thread has put in systems that are analytic systems. Let's say over the last twenty five years on. Uh, conservatively, a, a half a trillion dollars worth of assets, and in virtually every industry. And what we've learned from that is there are practical applications of machine learning and artificial intelligence te- technologies, and then there are sort of theoretical and um, uh, academic applications of and. We think one of the reasons why we're having success is we have both. We, we have both the industry expertise and we have some of the smartest young minds that are conversant in this technology and bringing those two things together it sounds very simple but uh, it's, it is unique and in, in, uh, in is I would say driving our success.
0: Thanks for listening to Gray Matters and Power Up Podcast. Don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you happen to listen. We'll see you next time.